dust and breath me on Welcome to This Good Word, where every week we look at one single word in an endless discovery of reclaiming what's holy about our humanity. My name is Steve Weens. I'm a pastor, I'm a writer, and I'm a father of three crazy boys. My hope with this podcast is to create an environment where you can continually discover who you actually are in the world. So feel free to check out my website at steveweens.com, S-T-E-V-E-W-I-E-N-S.com, where you can find links to my blog, to purchase my book, which is called Beginnings, The First Seven Days of the Rest of Your Life, and also links to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Well, hey friends, this is episode 37, and the word this week is new. There's a kind of new that is shiny and perfect, gleaming and flawless. Think about an Apple product that's still in the box as you open it up and see it gleaming and shining and looking at you. Or maybe you've just bought a car, and it still smells brand new. There's absolutely no stains or scratches on it. It is waxy and shining and it smells brand new. And you're just about to take the maiden voyage out of the parking lot. You know that feeling. It's amazing when you encounter something like that. That kind of gleaming and shining and perfect. But that kind of new grows old, doesn't it? It gets worn out. Finally, it falls apart. It ends up being sold or maybe shoved into a drawer that you didn't, you know, filled with other things that have grown old that were once shiny and gleaming and perfect and flawless. There is a kind of new that grows old. There's a different kind of new. There's a kind of new that grows newer over time, that gets better and better and younger and younger and fuller and richer and more real. And I want to talk about that kind of new today. I'm so excited about this one, actually. I think I say that before every podcast, but it's true. This particular kind of new is something I think we need to grab a hold of in these crazy days of presidential elections, which make us all want to jab a fork in our own eye, and our own uh, falling apart. There might be times and areas in your life where you feel like there's absolutely no hope for anything to be renewed, for anything to be made fuller or richer or more real. Maybe it feels like everything is wearing down 
around you and inside of you. And so I think now more than ever, it's time to talk about that kind of new that gets newer. But first, uh, friends, I am dreaming up some uh, adventures, some ways in which a community of people from all over the place, this Good Word podcast listeners and other hopeful people in the world that are working for human flourishing and making all things new, I'm dreaming up ways for us to gather together in person. And this feels big. It feels kind of risky. It feels like it could fall flat on its face, but it won't leave me. I've talked to some people about it. I've dreamed out loud about it, starting to put some plans together for it. And so I want to let you in on it. And I'll be talking about it on this good word, but I also... um, I would like to make you aware of it in more specific ways. So what I'm going to do is on the show notes for this week and on the description in iTunes and on Podbean, there's going to be a link where you can subscribe to my site, steveweens.com. You put in your email, you put in where you're from, and you will get emails Every time I publish a new blog post, which is most Tuesdays, and the show notes for this good word come out automatically on Thursdays. So if you get a little frustrated trying to find them, if you subscribe to my site, steveweens.com, you'll get them automatically on Thursdays, the show notes for this good word. It has all the juicy things that I talk about with guests, links to books, and all that kind of stuff. And also, I want to give you for free a chapter of beginnings that was unpublished. I spent, I remember I spent a whole day writing this chapter. It's about 4,500 words long. It's entitled Mystery. And if you sign up for my website uh, to get updates about blog posts or events that are coming up, you can get a link to a PDF that is the chapter of a book of beginnings that never got published. So that's fun, and I want to share it with you. So go to my site, go to show notes, click on subscribe. It's super easy. It's through MailChimp, and or just go in the description, and there should be a link there in iTunes or on Podbean. Super easy. Uh, I love. I would. I never, ever, 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 ever would give your email away to anyone else. I just use it to communicate with you about stuff that I think is exciting, and it's a way to keep up with uh, kind of what I'm doing in the world, and especially this new adventure that's coming out this summer and then again this fall. So uh, let's do it, gang. All right. So let's dive into episode 37. The word this week is new. Uh, I am 45 years old. And there's something about being 45 that's beautiful. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 different than your 20s. It's different than your 30s. Uh, you've settled into yourself. Things that you really really cared about desperately that feel a little less than important now um, in your 30s. Now they're just less important. And so there's a thing that's beautiful, but there's also a thing that actually is getting harder. For example, my body. Uh, it is wearing down. 
I mean, my, I have a bald spot. Oh my gosh, you guys, it's growing in the back. I hate it. Uh, but there it is. And so I'm wearing my hair shorter and shorter. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's ah, embarrassing. And there it is. And uh, man, lately keeping the waistline down. Uh, my I'm wearing the fat jeans lately. I hate it. Uh, so I'm working out harder and harder, blah, blah, blah. But there's just a part of my body that is just growing older. And it's kind of hilarious and kind of funny and kind of frustrating and kind of all those things. Um, and uh, so I've been working out lately a little bit harder than normal. Uh, I got a bike, so I've been running and riding my bike. And I've been lifting weights with my buddy Steve Person. And the first time we worked out, you guys, oh my dear Lord, we, my, uh, my biceps were so incredibly sore. My left arm, I couldn't straighten it out all the way for like three days afterwards. Like just putting product in my thinning hair uh, and lifting my arms up to the top of my head was quite painful oh the sore body of a 45 year old is really hard to deal with and so this you know this body is wearing down there are the imperfections are getting bigger and bigger I look at my face and it's like now I have these like spots on it they're age spots and I thought what in the world are those things and then I realized Oh my goodness, there are age spots on my face. I was like, at first I thought they were like dirt and I would try to wipe them. No, they're age spots. So there's a kind of new that's wearing out. I met some people this last week um, and with tears in their eyes, they told me about the church that they had given their lives to uh, and it had just closed down. It had struggled for a number of years. And they just made the painful decision to close it down. And I could see the pain in their eyes, the sorrow and the sadness. They started to tell me stories of like some of the things that they had done and some of the energy that they had poured into this beautiful church. And I knew some of the people in this church. I knew the original founding pastor. And it just it closed down. And um, I felt such a sense of sadness and then I thought, you know, oh my goodness, there is like my church, Genesis Covenant, which I love, we're two years old, and it's just so vibrant and beautiful right now. But there will be a day. I mean, who knows when it'll be, but there's going to be a day where people are walking around talking about that it has closed down. I hope it's many, many years from now. But that day will come, right? I mean, that day will come. We don't like to believe it. We say, no, not not to that place, not to this thing. But we said the same thing about our bodies. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna stay in shape and all these things. But everything on on one level grows older and wears down and eventually dies. And that's the old kind of new. That's a different kind of new, but there is a newer kind of new 
that the writers of the scriptures talk about with a kind of wistfulness and a kind of hope that I think we desperately need in these days. And so I want to read a short passage to you, three, three verses. It's from the Apostle Paul, who knew a few things about being renewed. It's from 2 Corinthians 4. And this chapter starts with this sort of harrowing description of what it's like to decay. It's like we know what it's like to, to be crushed but not in despair. We know what it's like to be abandoned but not destroyed. We, our bodies and, and we're, we're like these broken vessels and we're uh, treasures hidden in jars of clay. And these jars of clay are broken and shattered. And this is all these pictures of decay and breakdown. And then there's this movement in verse 16 of 2 Corinthians 4. When Paul writes, we have no reason to despair, though, because despite the fact that our outer humanity is falling apart and decaying, our inner humanity is breathing in new life every day. You see, the short-lived pains of this life are creating for us an eternal glory that does not compare to anything we know here. So we do not set our sights on the things we can see with our eyes. All of that is fleeting. It will eventually fade away. Instead, we focus on the things that we cannot see, which live on and on and on. There's a way in which I think Paul is definitely talking about the life that is to come. You know, whatever heaven is, whatever the life after this life is, I think Paul's definitely talking about that there in those verses but i think one of the things that we miss is that paul's understanding of that kind of life if you read his other letters he understands that that kind of life has already begun it is already crashed into earth it's crashed into reality the outer humanity is wasting away it's decaying and we can get depressed about that balding spots and expanding waistlines and on a more sober note our dying churches and our friends that pass away and our loved ones that die and there's a tremendous sadness and grief that comes with that and we would be swallowed up by it if if we thought that that was the only life that existed the kind of life that gets older and older and wears out and dies and is no more But Paul writes about a kind of life here in these verses that goes on and on, a kind of invisible life which gets renewed and which is being made new even now. And it's hard to see that reality bursting in to the the decaying one, but it is nevertheless and nonetheless real. Paul talks about the outer humanity that's decaying But he talks about the inner humanity that's being renewed, that's being made new day by day. And that's what I want to talk about. We're breathing in new life every day. This is not the kind of life, or it's not a kind of life, that only begins sometime in the future after we die. Paul writes, we're breathing in this new life every day of the here and now, that it has already burst into reality. It's hard to see, but it's here. 
though the outer humanity is decaying, the inner humanity is being renewed day by day. So this beautiful word renewed in the Greek is enekaino, and it means to cause to grow up, to be made new. It means to be given new strength and vigor. It means to be changed into a new kind of life as opposed to the former corrupt state that is growing old. And this reality is real. Paul is convinced of it. Jesus is convinced of it. And I think that's what Jesus is showing in all of his miracles, in all of his healings, is that Jesus has burst into the scene and is making all things new. He's his very life is, is proclaiming a kind of reality that is reversing the decaying process and is making all things new. Do we still get the bald spot? Yes. Do our waistlines still uh, get bigger? Ah, yes. Does our bodies get sore and sore? Yes. Do churches that were once vibrant and new become old and die? Yes. Do even... Our loved ones, do they decay and are they are their bodies sometimes eaten up with cancer and we're filled with grief? Yes. We cannot deny the reality of that outer humanity. It is wasting away. But there's a kind of inner humanity. And you know that it's true because you feel it. And the very earth gives signs to it. Right now, where I live in Minnesota, the buds are just bursting off of the trees and the bushes. This happens every April or May sometimes here in Minnesota. But it's a sign that things that looked old and broken down and decaying, are, are, there's a seasonality to life. There's a, there's a being renewed to life. There's a bursting forth to life that when things were thought to be dead they're not they're being made new every morning we see the sun rise blazing orange and beautiful in the sky blood red sometimes pink and orange and purple and beautiful and brand new and we see it all over creation the cycle the seasonality of life bursting out of death this is the inner humanity that echoes all around creation and that we know even though there's no logical way to explain it, even though we fall flat on our face when we try to, try to talk about it, even though we feel a little foolish when we talk about it, there's a kind of inner humanity that's being renewed because God is at the end of the day making all things new. There's an outer humanity that's trying hard to deny the natural process of wearing down and decaying. We see that as we see certain celebrities get older and older and their bodies get, get falsely made new through surgeries and different things like that. And it's almost like we want to say, oh, no, don't do that. Like there's this, I mean, honestly, true confession, even in my bald spot, like I've thought about, man, do I, you know, do I do something about that? And then there's another part of me that goes, no, no, no. Let what's made to decay, decay. Doesn't mean you don't work out again. Doesn't mean you don't 
um, you're not healthy with your body. I'm not talking about that. But the natural process of breaking down, like losing your hair, uh, letting it go gray, let it happen, friends. There's a different kind of reality that's being renewed in your inner being, and you know that it's true in the inner part of your, your humanity, that part of you that still hopes that there is a more real part of this life than this decaying life. There is a God that is making all things new. There is a God that is restoring that which is broken. There is a God that is working on things inside of you day by day, breathing in new life to you, and you can't deny it. So these short-lived pains of this life, which is basically Paul's writing his whole life, short-lived, brief and momentary, even though he's in prison and being beaten and all this stuff, short-lived, momentary, they're creating for us an eternal kind of glory that does not compare to anything we know in this corrupt state. So we don't set our sights on the things we can see with our own eyes. All of that is fleeting, he writes. It eventually corrupts, it fades away, the bald spot grows and grows. One day, this body will, will die. But instead, Paul writes, we focus on the things we cannot see, which live on and on and on. And that thing that lives on and on is alive right now. It's not something that starts one day when you die. It's alive right now. The spirit, the soul, uh, that thing that is most true about you, that thing is being renewed by God day by day by day. So a story. Uh, there's this relationship uh, that I was in that was so crumbling down, that was so anxious and so worn out. Every time... I was with this person every time they were with me. It was stressful. Uh, the conflict was growing and growing. Um, it was hard. And we were trying really hard to work it through, man. We were really working hard. But we were both starting to get real about the fact that this, this thing was breaking down. We, 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 we were talking about it. We, we were talking about what it meant that it was breaking down. We were getting angry with with each other. We were misunderstanding each other. It was really brutal. Man, it was really hard. And finally, we got to really almost the end. And we brought someone else in, a dear friend, to help us. And we both really honestly were committed. And this is this is where there is some work to this. But we were honestly committed to the inner work that God does inside of each of us that it wasn't just about trying hard to revive something that felt broken and doing all the steps you do with all the conflict resolution and all the thinking the best about someone else. There was something on the inside of us that both of us knew that needed to be restored, be renewed. There was an inner work that God needed to do within each of us that, frankly, without it, uh, the relationship was just going to crumble and, and be dust. And a miracle happened. As we both submitted to the inner work that God was doing in our lives, we both made tiny turns to God and tiny turns to each other, and we finally saw each other. And there was a weeping, honestly, and there was a, 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 a process of moving toward each other that took time. There was an embracing and there was a renewing of this relationship 
to the point that now it's just so precious to both of us. It's so real to both of us. We don't forget the pain that the decaying caused. We don't forget that we're humans and we make each other mad sometimes. It still happens. But we hold on to the fact that something that was altogether different happened inside of us and enabled us to turn toward each other. The spirit that reconciles all things, the spirit of the divine, the spirit of God, the spirit of the one who makes all things new, did a work in our inner humanity and that which lives on and on and on in me met that which lives on and on and on in this person and we created something altogether new we created something beautiful and real and growing and that relationship is one of the greatest gifts of my life now it's causing other things to burst to life it's far from being ground into dust and decayed. It's helping me become more and more me. And that is one of the reasons why I believe that God is making all things new. One of the lectionary readings for this week, and I follow the lectionary, by the way, you guys, the Revised Common Lectionary. I'm going to put a link on the show notes. My friend Nick Throckmorton just put together a website and podcast that goes through the lectionary readings. It's, it's four selections of scripture from each week that tell the story of God in a broad, expansive three-year cycle. But on Monday, he reads all four. And then on Tuesday, he reads one. On Wednesday, he reads the second one. And on Thursday, he reads the third one. And on Friday, he reads the fourth one. And so if you want to get into this, get into the story of God in the scriptures, I'm going to put the link to the podcast on my show notes and it's just such a great way to stay connected to the story of God. And I think if some of you are like the Bible is just such a worn out old thing, maybe you don't maybe you don't do it. Give yourself total freedom to not do it. Connect with God in different ways. But if you want to um, experience the renewed and renewing story of God found in the scriptures, and I'm going to do a podcast later about about the Bible, actually, because um, I think there's a resurrection that needs to happen in our understanding of it, um, very much so. Uh, so I'll, I will do that in the days and weeks to come. But I'm going to close by reading Revelation 21, 1 through 6, the very end of the scriptures. And it's sort of this, this song that bursts out. One of Jesus' best friends, John, is writing this. The very end of his life, he's in exile on this island and he sees this vision and and he writes it down and he writes this this is revelation 21 1 through 6 then i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea and i saw the city the new jerusalem coming down out of heaven from god prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband and as I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death and mourning or crying or pain. 
for the old order of things, the decaying, has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, I am, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And to the thirsty, I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. I want you to see the direction of God. The direction of God is not waiting for us up somewhere up in the sky. The direction of God, according to those six verses, is that God is making God's dwelling among us. God is leaving the up there reality and moving down and making God's dwelling place among us. God is bursting onto the scene. It's what God has always been doing and it's what God will do. It's what God has is doing in your life, making all things new. The movement is toward us and with us. And I want you to hear that God is making everything new. So that's good news, friends. It's very good news. And it's good news for all of us everywhere. So I want to close with my mantra. But before we do that, I just want to ask you and remind you, go on my show notes, subscribe to uh, my news. Again, you get my you get my Tuesday blog, you get my Thursday This Good Word podcast show notes. And you'll get information especially about these this adventure that I am starting over the next several months. Uh, can't wait to do that, you guys. That's just an easy way to keep up with um, with what I'm doing in the world if I'm coming to speak near you. In fact, uh, for those of you who, speak, who live in Rhode Island, I'm coming to Providence to speak in May, so I'll give you more about that. My, my dear friend Andrew Mook and Sanctuary Covenant Church. I'm coming at you in May, so that'll be super fun. And um, yeah, okay, gang, uh, the, the mantra, we are dust and breath. We are limited and limitless. We are human and holy, and we, my friends are in it together. Grace and peace. We'll see you next week.